0: Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Search Cast, season two, episode 40, presented by Primework's hockey and a part of the Five Minute Game Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin.
1: I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter.
0: And if you're on the YouTube version or if you're you know listen to this audio version, we're recording on Friday night, a day after our usual schedule. But if you hear some background noise, um, our <laughs> guest unfortunately is uh Got a little delayed on his flight uh. back home. From,
2: <laughs> As you can Detroit. tell, we're not very happy about it. I can't imagine how he feels.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, our guest is stuck in Detroit until tomorrow and has a long layover in Baltimore. We're joined once again by the absolute podcast legend of Hurricanes podcast, one Mr. Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes. Jared, how are you doing,
3: my friend?
2: <laughs> oh, you cut out there!
3: Uh, I've been better, so you know <laughs> it, it, it is. It, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll be staying another night here in Detroit, then spending all day in Baltimore tomorrow, then finally making my way back to Raleigh uh, late Baltimore. at night. So, and what a know, what a game
2: they, to be stuck in an airport after as uh, well. Oh yeah. man!
3: Well, you know, at least Ned got the first start <laughs> that made it slightly more easy the to stomach, but dark. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was still pretty darn frustrating that game. So mm-hmm. yeah,
0: know. oh, we'll we'll definitely be talking about it for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a week. But luckily, yeah. as of right, as of right now, on Thursday, on Friday night, was a Thursday. I told you where <laughs> I'm at, i told you where I'm at. On Friday night, currently the Hurricanes are still leading the Metro by one over, over the Devil. One
2: measly little point. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, you know what? It's if you a win, point. It, hey, if you went by an inch or a mile, a win is still a win. So this that's all that, really, all that really matters. But I mean, still the second best team in hockey too, so it's
4: just
2: but <laughs> um, I, I will say the West finally decided to join the East yeah um when it comes to playoff clinching so that was. Uh, interesting to see but I, I thought it was also interesting too that uh one boston team has already clinched the president's trophy this early in the season so i feel like as a fellow conference rival we gotta kind of say congratulations to them I mean, do we
0: have to though well,
2: I, i'm deciding to be the bigger person
1: well so speaking of the president's trophy me and zach kind of talked about this some in our uh twitter space last night which was really fun and we hope to do it again more here at playoffs um because we actually had some really good discussions with some fellow Canes fans. Um, But we were talking about the president's trophy and we know of course, with that president's trophy comes the curse. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of, well, I kind of came to the conclusion that I think I found the root of the curse is because most teams that, well, most teams that win the president's trophy don't really go through struggles during the season. That's why they win the president's trophy. See Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. and then when it comes to playoffs they hit the struggles and they haven't had to deal with that all season and they don't they haven't had to figure that out so then that's when they kind of the curse hits as -hmm. we say so I feel like that kind of ties into the the president's trophy curse is that that team is finally getting some ups and downs whereas the whole season has been an up for them Right. And so yeah. it's kind of like most teams don't deal with a struggle great in that situation and then that don't don't makes sense there's, yeah, a, there's I, an idea yeah. i was like where did the i was like that kind of makes sense why it's a curse because you haven't like it's a blessing and a curse i guess because you haven't been cursed with the struggles but then in playoffs you know yeah. nothing's easy in playoffs <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah i think yeah i think for that it's like for me it's like Teams that do win the president's charge, I guess it's you're looking at it, is it super close where it came down to the wire and they won it? Then it's like, okay, maybe they're not going to have struggles in the playoffs because of the fact that they won it in a tight battle. Or like you said, Florida absolutely ran away with it. Boston ran away with it. So it's kind of like is – it, is, it, is it a curse where it's like the team just absolutely dominated all season and won it? Or they won it because they were in a tight battle with like two or three other teams? come by the end. But, yeah, right. it's definitely it's definitely something interesting to watch. I'm curious to see how Boston possibly plays. Yeah, because it's either going to be Pittsburgh or the Islanders. But I know Florida's trying to stay in it. But either way, though, I mean, either of the wild card teams might make it interesting for Boston. Well,
2: hey, you think about it, too. All you need is a wild card spot to win the entire thing. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, the mindset yeah. that Florida might be trying to go
3: into with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's the playoffs. Anything can happen.
3: We were talking earlier. Uh, you know, it's been 10 years since the president's trophy winner won the Stanley Cup. I mean, anything can happen. You know, we're, yeah, I forget who posted it on Instagram or whatever uh, earlier today. Um, and we we're just looking at it. like, dang, it's yeah. really been, you know, a decade.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it's it, it's it's been a bit just for the fact that you said it's no one's won it in that long, won the presidents and then won the Stanley Cups. So, I mean, it makes you wonder. It's like, yeah, you want to go be the best team in the hockey, but it's like, but do you wanna have that added pressure of like, okay, you did it. Now can you sustain it? Right. And probably yeah. one of the hardest playoff formats in all of sports. Like People can say, oh, well, baseball's tough and NFL. Well, I, I think, honestly, hockey is, like, the hardest playoffs to get through. Like, it's, like, because anyone can win. You can get a hot goalie or a right. team gets hot and another team gets cold and it's like you're kind of just left to dry. I mean, baseball, it's just – it's pure luck at that point. With hockey, it's like, you know, it's
2: – I mean, it, it's a completely different game from regu- mm-hmm. regular season hockey. We say this all the time, like mm-hmm. – once regular season ends throw every single stat you've ever known from the season out the window because um, yeah. you're playing an entirely different game where you're seeing teams at a level you haven't seen them at in a year if not longer
0: yeah right exactly because I mean yeah you can go sweep it and you can go sweep someone in the regular season but let's say you know they just figure it out or like you said you just can a cold streak or you stumble into the playoffs and you haven't seen them in, you know, a month or two, that could be a completely different
1: thing. Well, I mean, remember Boston last year, we we dominated them in the regular season and then they gave us a whole lot of trouble in the playoffs. So yeah. you just never know what's going to happen.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, with that, yeah, you know, I just thought about it as soon as you were saying it and you know, the New York Rangers giving us a lot of trouble this regular season, you know, Maybe, you know, we have some luck on our side. You know, come playoff time. You know, we play the Rangers, you know –
1: <laughs> yeah we would all yeah. like that to happen
3: <laughs> right. oh, flip
1: it around
3: <laughs> well i mean what i mean you, the, you look the town of carrie would be pretty mad though uh, yeah, i mean, I mean yeah.
1: but i mean let's say even better though i would really like it if new jersey just took care of it for for us and then i nice. i wouldn't i would like that matchup better
0: yeah that, that would I, be nice yeah oh. give it give us Kane's devils because we all know that's that's more fun anyway it's more entertaining but like going back to team like the Oil, like 2006, the Oilers were an eighth seed and made it to the Cup final. I mean, heck, Nashville in 2016 were the eighth seed, made it, over it to the final 12? too.
3: Twelve. Mm-hmm. What was that? When they won it, I think 2012. I think that was when they were the eighth seed, or it was I think so. one, of, one of the two. They yeah, were one like of the eight two. Eight yeah, seed. like they
0: were they were the eighth seed, but they, even then, like they were still better than whatever was coming out of the East at that point too. Because I think because I know they played the Rangers in one year and it was like. Anyone, like whoever was yeah. going to face the, whoever was going to face the winner of the East was going to win the whole thing, and so it's yeah, it's just one of those things where yeah, regular season matters, but when you come playoff time, you know, can you do it again? In the play- are you built for a playoff run? We saw nice. with floor like with Bailey said with Florida, they were built to outscore you, but the the the, the everything tightens up in the playoffs, mm-hmm. so there's not much free flowing. You can put nine goals a night on somebody. You're looking at. What, That's
2: an anomaly. Three or four?
0: Yeah, you're looking at like three. You're looking at maybe four goals a night, if that. If the, right. it depends on how what's going on. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can't shoot. You can't shoot your way out of it in the playoffs, right? So we while we're kind,
3: kind of Cowboys yeah, <laughs> regular season, not playoffs. Yeah. While
2: not while we're kind of talking about you know our feats against difficult teams as well, I feel like this is an interesting stat to bring in, too, and saying that Carolina was the only team. Um, this year to not get beaten by Boston in regulation, which I
1: i think says wonders as well. Both our matchup with Boston, both teams came out with four points.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was, I forget who, I think it was, I think, what was it, Corey led or someone like that? I think he, he posted a stat earlier today. I want to go see if I can go find it. Um, it was like records against all the teams in the East this year. I think like, like our record against Boston was like 11 and 3. Yeah. But I f- yeah, so I forget where exactly the rest of it was. But like, I think like everyone else was like kind of like near 500 or like I think Tampa, we were like three and like we were under 500 against them. But mm-hmm. for the fact that like Carolina is, has a pretty good record against Boston, it's kind of like, okay. You
3: know, yeah.
0: it, it gives us a, a peace of mind on, okay, we can we can hold our own against those guys. Mhm. So. Oh yeah. But it's definitely going to be interesting, that's for sure.
1: Well, we've yeah. sh- we've shown that on at 5 on 5, we stick right with them. And mm-hmm. if we are play our absolute best game, we win because we saw that domination of them at PNC. Like I think 5 on 5 if the Hurricanes are playing their exact hockey that Rod Brendan wants them to play no, bearing minimal mistakes we win I think it comes and even then on five on five week we push them to overtime and I know one of them what went to a shootout right Mm -hmm. um I don't remember the other one but I mean I like our I just like those chances for us like (laughs) I think we'll battle um because, I mean, I like I said, we've said it's gotten a lot harder with our new lines, um, with Svech being out. But, I mean, the boys have shown, I mean, this week, it's a little tougher to swallow. But we have shown that the boys do, they are ready to battle. They're ready to go for it. Because the past weekend was different. Like, they fought for points. And they fought for points they weren't supposed to get. Look at Toronto. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Bailey, thank you for the assistance. Yeah, so it was quarter yeah. So it was Bruins was eleven and three, Rangers six six and three, Devils seven five and three, um, Leafs seven five and one, and Lightning six seven and one. Um, yeah. So it's 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 very interesting to see. How the fact how like we stack up against everyone all the top you know six teams in the East. So
3: it, it, when it's... you brought up that game against Toronto of you know finding I for... after that game against Toronto, I forget who posted it, but there's was the expected goals. You know, we won that game five three, uh, mm. but the expected goals was Toronto six us two, yeah. So like they're, oh, they're finding yeah. ways to get it done, and like yeah, that's
0: I, I, yeah. I know exactly. I know. I know the tweet you're talking about. I forget who it was too, but yeah, that was like it showed you like the it had
1: the meter on it, and it was not in our favor.
4: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: no, no. It was yeah. You, even like watching Steve Dangle's like video of the next day of that game, it's like you can tell it's it's like he was bringing it like talking back like how like how was this game more frustrating than like the game where they lost like seven two and he was like well it it's a different frustration because yeah, because you just got absolutely rolled seven two but you lost the game to the hurricanes where you kind of should have won but it's also the hurricanes so you really can't be too upset about it because there's another top five team in the league right so it's just it's one of those things where it's it's best on best and you know it's Hurricanes just did their thing and they got back in it. So it's just, yeah, that's how it is. But, um, so doing some quick, uh, you know, stats and figures and all that good stuff. So, from Colin from uh, Home Ice Advantage, this was from four days ago. I thought this was really interesting. So, so the, his suite says, today I learned that the Canes led the NHL in goals scored off of rebounds, which is 34. They've only allowed seven against seven against so far this season. I thought it was a really interesting stat looking at the fact that we are looking at rebound chances, the Hurricanes, the fact they have 34 and lead the league and they've only gotten up seven.
2: What do you think that says more, or who do you think that says more about our offensive ability or our defensive or both?
0: Jared, <laughs> let's, 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 get <laughs> your thoughts on that. <laughs>
3: uh. Say both on that one, okay, Okay. because I think you know it because you know we are, I feel like you got to say both because we are leading the league, uh, in terms of uh, goals by defensemen. Of how many, I forget what the total is now after last night. Um, so you know they have obviously gotten a bunch of goals off of rebounds. I mean, not just goals, too.
2: Does Brent Burns not still lead defensemen and assists? Um, I think
4: let's see, yeah, because. Yeah.
1: So yeah. speaking of our, speaking of our defense too though, um, so Mike Monaco shared um talking about because the one thing that ESPN did like to talk about last night, besides Detroit nonstop, um was our blue line. Um and they were talking about so in ranked we are the second best in the NHL in goals allowed per game so we are meaning we are second fewest for goals allowed um we also we're the fewest in shot attempts um off cycle 7.8 which is also fewest scoring chances 11.6 fewest so like we our defense is complete shutdown and i think we're our penalty kill is number two right now in the league as well um
0: yeah, it's 88. I think it was like 88.2 or something like that. It was like, it was like 88 point something.
3: Yeah. I remember and so, they tweeted about it earlier. Yeah, the, they yeah, talk, the, yeah.
1: So they sit there and they talk about how shut down our defense is. But our defense is also breaking records. Um, Colin Home Ice also said, uh, so we have the most most goals from Blue Liners in a single season. Um, in night, the 79 to 80 season, it was 51 goals in 80 games. 80 to 81 was 51 goals in 80 games. This season is 49 goals in 72 games. 18, 19, 48 goals in 82 games, and 08 to 09, 46 and 82 games. And yeah. so we're easily so, going to beat that. Oh, um,
0: yeah, they were they already did because we're at 74 games with slaven
1: and Burt. Yeah, just what just last night with slaven and Burt? Yeah, Ber-
0: so yeah, so if yeah, so if you're talking from yeah, so last night's game, they're already tied for the 79-80 and 80, eighty-one teams already, and they have like eight games left to do it in. So yeah, so they're tied for right now at fifty-one goals as a blue line. So obviously, from between now and the by the end of the regular season, we're in, like the, we're gonna have a new franchise record for most goals for a blue line. for the team
1: and this this is kind of why one one game that I don't remember what game it was um, but it just looked so terrible for us but I remember saying the reason it was such a bad game was because not only was our offense not producing which they can have their on and off nights like sometimes they just don't get the bounces um, but it looked so bad because our defense wasn't there to kind of cover their asses (laughs) our defense does so well in just again they're allowing the fewest opportunities for other good teams but also then they come back and they produce for us so they're like the second man up for us when our offense is struggling yes see last night uh, so one game that was really, I again, I cannot remember off the top of my head which one it was, but it, I remember it being looking so bad was because our offense was gone, and then our defense was having an uncharacteristic such a bad game, just defensively and offensively. Like passes weren't going, they were missing their man, they couldn't cover the point, point. and I think that was one of the worst Hurricanes game I've seen. And I realize now it's it was, because our blue our blue line disappeared. When our blue was, line disappears, was, it's not was, Hurricanes hockey.
0: Was it at Tampa from earlier this week?
1: No, it wasn't that one.
0: Oh,
1: God. <laughs> that one, that one, that one wasn't the same amount. Like, I, it's funny. It wasn't the same amount of bad. Uh, that one, honestly. So I have seen games again. The last game they played the Bruins. Being there, I remember saying the first couple periods until we had that comeback to get the point. They looked like on they were on a back-to-back. It looks like it. They were tired. They hadn't got their legs under them again. They were just sucking wind, trying to get to the puck. That's a whole different thing. This last game against Tampa, I think I could see them mentally tired. Like, they could not. They were trying things that they could do. Like, it was second nature to them, and the puck wasn't hitting their tape. It wasn't going where they were intending it. They were losing their men, and it was like they were trying, but, like, you could see that they were just mentally fatigued. It was a different kind of exhaustion. But again, it was it's not the same as like the blue line not showing up. It was the blue line I don't know. The mental fatigueness was different than it just not being there at all. If that yeah. makes sense.
4: Yep. Yeah.
3: You know, I was saying to my dad at that game against Detroit that, you know, they they seemed to be in their own head, you know, with their bad puck luck. You know, was, you know, kinda of look at, you know, some of these passes and these shots, you know, that, any other game this year, you know, was, you know, run of the mill. Yeah, you know, boom, great pass, boom, goal. But you know, in that game the other night against Detroit, they were they were struggling with stuff that they were typically you know never an issue. Just like that Tampa game,
4: mm-hmm.
3: it just seemed to be frustrating them, and they're getting frustrated uh, right now. But at least yeah, you know, in that game, you know, the blue line did show up and kept them in it till the final. Three point two seconds, <laughs> which I mean, yeah. we've
1: been that team. We've been that team that stole a game at like the last couple of seconds. So I mean, that one's it's a tough pill to swallow. But also knowing that we've done that to other. Teams. I was gonna
2: say it's definitely not something that we can it, like. It, it sucks, obviously. Yeah. But we've given that to say <laughs> we,
0: we we were due. We were due for <laughs> yes. we were due for one of those games. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you look at. I think like Walt at one point last night tweeted out like they were like showing like shot attempts and it was like 78 to like 25 or some nonsense like that. And, like in the fact that you had like just at the I think I like shots on goal at the point was like 29. So like you had like 79 shots on 29 shots on goal to like 78 shot attempts. And you're like they're ripping the puck, but a lot of them are wide over the net all over the place. And then when you did get it on net, it was a lot of, they didn't really, and we kind of talked about this stuff on space too, was they weren't making Neb kind of work for it. It was just kind of like he saw a lot of these. And I mean, he, you can only do so many shot attempts and the, where the goalie's kind of like, okay, he zoned in on you because like the two goals that we did get, it was a lot of like, net front presence. He
1: couldn't see them, he couldn't see them.
0: Like like oh. the slaving the slaven goal and the burns goal, like both those goals, like he the Ned didn't see either one of those, but every other like shot attempt, outside of like the bank shot off of Ahu's shin, there wasn't a whole lot of like, oh, we're gonna make Ned work for it,
3: using the logo on the front of his jersey as a target. We
1: love <laughs> to do that. Yep, <laughs> S- said to my
3: dad, yeah, because it just yeah felt like shot after shot, yeah, it's, it's boom, it's right there, yeah, it's yeah just routine saves almost that you'd be yeah. doing in practice, you know? Oh, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. you know, like you said. Like, that you're not you're
2: forward. not testing the goalie's lateral movement. You're not testing his up and down. Like, you're, at
1: this point, it's just target practice. Like, that's all it is. It. I saw someone give the take that uh, Piotr and Freddie were a little weak on the five hole just because we don't shoot there at them during
2: practice. Oh. <laughs> we just shoot
1: at the logo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know who you're talking about. I, I forget her app. I think her like I think it's just CK or like her Twitter profile name. Which <laughs> she, I mean, she was not wrong. I mean, it's I mean, well, the thing with Piotr's, I mean, Piotr's in, one of, in his game was the fact that he was sliding over, but his leg kind of lifted up because he was trying to slide. and yeah. Get some movement on it, and it's just. Well, not around. his recent like one.
1: Bit, before, before he oh, got his it, it, it was a, a while game. ago. It was the of uh,
0: game where he was sliding and it slid under his path. Yeah,
1: no, I wouldn't call that, and I wouldn't call that a true five hole. I would say oh, before. No, uh, I think it was. I think it was be. I think it was before. I think it was after his injury, mm-hmm. um, and when he came back the first time and like he was, he gave up a couple, like his five hole, like teams were knowing to read it. Uh, yeah. The Devils read it quite a few times, um, but yeah. I mean. That being said, uh, we again, I said this on our space last night, too. um, We love to talk about where our goalies are struggling and like, oh, they let this shot in, yada, yada, yada. But there were a couple of takes of people where they also said, when you talk about the mistakes that a goalie makes, which truly for me, goalies, their big mistakes are when they come out and they play the puck badly. They try to baseball bat it on the air. They play it badly behind. They miss the pass at the back of the net. I think those are goalie mistakes. I think some shot, depending on the shot, of course, but I think most shots, if, even though we see it as like, man, he really should have had that. I think we also need to credit to these guys are professionals. Like they shoot it and they literally practice those shots to make the goalie not be able to get them. Like it might look easy to us, but in reality it's not. Like we have to give credit to the forwards that are shooting it because they are putting some skill behind that
0: yeah and i mean the tampa game there was really nothing you can do it's just one of those games after where what
2: we did to them last time it was bound to happen we met an angry tampa Bay.
0: Tampa, tampa's been angry for like a few weeks now like <laughs> they slow they slowed that game down so much i mean i think they spent more time behind their net than in our zone that's how much i felt like it was and like you even like just glance off their goalie and you could just get absolutely swarmed. Like the, the game against Boston was like nine seconds in, they're already in like at a line brawl. Like
1: they've been not... fighting nonstop in those games. And I, I mean, still don't understand how Aho came away with that with his own penalty. He um, should he should have got literally penalized. he got pushed into Vassy on all fours. And then mm-hmm. dogpiled on. Like, how can you give him a roughing when it's literally, is it roughing or is it defending myself because I'm vulnerable and I have like five giant guys on top of me? Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, yeah, I mean, they, but they totally slowed the that answer. tempo yeah. down. They slowed yeah. that tempo down and it was awful. Like yeah. we controlled it that first period, but we suck at slow tempo yeah it, so that's okay. my only concern yeah. about the islanders is because they're slower
0: <laughs> that's why i would like to get pittsburgh in the first round with the playoffs just because they have at least have a little bit of a tempo but i like tampa like i understand swarming d'angelo because mm-hmm. the fact that he, he speared cory or he, you know, he speared perry which is kind of like bro seriously but yeah mm-hmm. it's like they've gotten to so many fights over the last few games and it's just like it was, it was just straight goon hockey coming from Tampa. And, like, they're up 4 nothing, and they're chirping Brent Burns. Like, you guys are up 4-0. What are you chirping our defensemen for?
4: Right. Like,
0: you, like you've like you been leading the way all night. And, like you said, Kat, like they slowed that game down so much. It was boring. It was a boring game to watch because like it was, like, halfway through the second period. We only had, like, 15 shots. And it's like, like, how do we have 15 shots in a period and a half? Usually the Hurricanes can get 15 in a period by itself. And you know, it's like a you know, like we're halfway through this game and they're only at fifteen because it's just Tampa really just took their time with it. It's just it it was it was probably the most annoying game I've watched all season and it was because of the, it was our guys. It was just Tampa just being lackadaisical and wanted to make a, a snoozer on yep. a mm-hmm. Tuesday night, but Detroit. <laughs> I, we were bound we were bound for one of those games where someone was gonna steal from us.
1: it It just hurt more because it's coming off the Tampa game
0: and and, and also Ned's in that too and you're just like
1: well, and
2: it, so to kind of tack on that too and not to make excuses, but in the post game interview, Rod mentioned something about there being a missed penalty call with uh, too many men call
0: yep, there um, was. on that mm-hmm. last
2: play where they scored. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's also that that we're kind of fighting with too, which we've been fighting the refs all year.
1: Well, and oh, and I know I know a lot of people. Good. Yeah, and I know a lot of people said, okay, well, that doesn't matter. You should like you should play well enough that that oh absolutely matter, and that's true. And I don't think Rod was fully accrediting it that to the loss. Yeah. I think he's just honestly those kind of comments. I feel like he's saying because it's also saying like they had this and they got away with it. Because he's also saying, if we did that, we wouldn't get away with it.
2: No, and no, he even credited them too and credited uh, Detroit as well and saying, hey, good for them for pushing the
1: envelope a
2: little bit. And
1: like if you can get, get away, away with, with that, meanwhile, we get called for too many men when our guy is unconscious on the ice. Great. yeah. <laughs> great
0: experience can't death taxes yeah. canes getting kid a call to save their lives and that's just how it that's just how it is And it's like we saw it last year the hurricanes are probably one of the most penalized teams for breathing at some point so it's just it's one of those things but what can you do and i know there was it's yeah so this is staff from andrew uh schnicker i'm sorry if i pronounced your last name wrong that's I'm not good with some names. Uh, this was like some
4: names.
1: My... <laughs> a, lot a lot of. I'm giving you a hard time. You've heard me say names. We. Um. So <laughs> this,
0: this this one this is when the kids had like ten games left. He said, "Um, if the Hurricanes went six four and they would finish with 115 points, which would make the Devils have to go have to go eight O and 0 because they had eight games left at the time. Now we're down to eight. I think they're down to seven, and we're up by a point on them. At this point, it's kind of like, what's essentially, Jared, I don't know if you would know, but like, what would the essential, like, what would we have to finish out with to even remotely take a division? Because even then, like, even, like, we got to hope that New Jersey just...
3: Perhaps, know know no, I would have to sit down and do the math for it because I'm not yeah. sure what it would be. Yeah, you have, you have uh, time they're
1: tonight. They're you right. have time tonight <laughs> in the airport, though. <laughs> Come up oh. with some stats for us, dude.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure what it would be off the top of my head. Yeah. Um So but, yeah, with these last two games, they would, they would have to win a lot.
2: So I was gonna say. So with that said, too, what do the canes kind of need to do in order to make that push and learn from their mistakes the past two games in order to take a clear clinch on the division
3: so i would honestly say the big i mean obviously the the easy route is the power play
2: absolutely <laughs> i mean
3: i mean i feel like it, it,
2: that's an easy answer, that. though. <laughs> like,
3: that is an easy answer, but it's a necessary answer with that. like They have got to find the power play, uh, get that going, because if they're not only just wanting to win the division, but you know, make a run in the playoffs, got to have a functioning power play. We saw right. that last Absolutely. play. Absolutely. Uh, but I think a big thing that they need to do is the forward group needs to find their groove again. You know, your offense is getting carried by your defenseman, which you know, it's good that you know, they're stepping up when the forwards are you know, having some issues, but it's been that way for a while now that it's been you know, the defenseman carrying the main load rather than just supporting. And the forward group really needs to find their groove again. Uh, you know, Aho and Natchez, those are the two top guys now with Svetch being out no patch ready, you know, like They've got to get it going if they're going to want to win the division and make a run in the playoffs they're going to have to do that. I think that is really really essential for them to do and also you know stop giving other teams so many opportunities uh, because it feels like ever since Spetch went out they you know, there's been more opportunities for other teams you know, to go down and you know, have good chances and it's just kind of a big fetch-sized hole, you know, on the team right
1: now. Which is which is funny that you mention that because, like, you say that like it feels like since fetch went down that we're giving other teams more opportunities. But by the stats, technically, we're still not. We're a very strong defensive team. Like we're not allowing it. I know it feels like we are, but apparently, yeah. to the stats, we're not. Um, yeah, I, know. I think it. I feel like it's probably does it. Do you think it's more of it feels worse because even if we're not allowing a lot of chances and we're letting just teams just maybe get one or two good looks and then if they're putting those <laughs> looks on net and kind of and scoring with that they just those few opportunities just seem worse because we're not able to come back from them
3: i definitely see that i feel like the the opportunities that we are giving up now are you know, just Yeah, more in
1: the spotlight no i could definitely yeah i feel so bad the airport doesn't like that airport no the airport wi-fi (laughs) is attacking jared
0: (laughs) yeah for anyone on the the audio version yeah jared's been dealing with a lot of wi-fi airport issues look it's also like lightning like crazy in this background yeah i can see the
1: lightning in the background um so (laughs) while we're while we're waiting for him to come back, um, yeah. Bales, I don't know if you were still part of the space last night when I was talking about this. Um, but the thing with the Canes now, which I know a lot of people are really frustrated with them and we keep changing our lines a whole bunch, is I feel like when Svetch like, was part of the team, so we had our base. Like Even though we added new guys, we had our base core mm-hmm. and we knew who was going to be where. So the difference now is not only are we factoring in new guys into the roster that we got at the trade deadline, but our base is messed up. Like, yep. and it's at, and it's got messed up at a time where you can't afford that because you're playing big. Teams. Your synergy is going to be, and you're noticing the biggest part of the games. Yeah, and you're noticing that because not only that you're trying to find a new base. Mm -hmm. While and like even with that base that we had all throughout the season, even then there were times where we had to change that up a little bit to get guys going again. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to find a base. Meanwhile, also like, well, if that's not working, is it just not working now? Do or we just need to switch it up a few times. And so when that new base gets a little cold, maybe one or two games, then we have to switch it up. And again, the synergy just keeps being refreshed because Svetch left such a big hole. It wasn't just one. Spot to cycle into it made nature's go to a different line and then we got other guys bouncing from the second to the fourth line see mm-hmm. Puliyarvy who mm-hmm. I think should be more fourth line and I'd want jury up
2: That's but
4: I, I mean, mean we, like- we
2: saw how it worked with Domi last season too is we'd get little spurts of him being good but mm-hmm. there was no consistency with here uh here with Puliyarvy we're starting to see him kind of build his game to be structured the way that in a, in a way that helps benefit this team as opposed to benefiting a team like Edmonton. Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't think he was ever meant to be like, we bring in him as our like big scoring guy. Mm -hmm. Like I see him as a third or fourth line, but now that Spetsch is gone, we're like, well, can he kind of help with that? And I honestly, if that wasn't his going to be his role to start with and He's new to the team, hasn't got the synergy yet, and he's already like, it looks like he has a little bit of, <laughs> I don't want to say PTSD, but like he doesn't know how to fit into this because of his time in Edmonton. He mm-hmm. hasn't got that. Like we've seen how KK has grown and gotten more comfortable with the team and he grew into his role and now mm-hmm. he knows what to do. I think,
2: you know, well, the, the big difference with that it time. too. We saw a lot of fourth line KK last season because of that. And you see how his game has kind of built this season. I think uh, Rod and uh, the coaches who kind of help with building the lineup rely a little too heavily, I think, on the country and... Na- or national connections you know cuz you're seeing get, little- get wins Bailey get wins <laughs> and i i as much as i want to believe that and i want to support it and i want to see polyarb thrive with the other Fins so badly you need to give him his time to kind of build mm-hmm. to the system before you immediately put him with some of his fellow uh, country mates and say, OK, here, go score some goals or go help out a little.
1: Mm-hmm. Bit. Which I think yeah. that's normally our plan. But because of the timing of it, we're mm-hmm. stuck like, OK, but we kind of have to scramble and push you into a bigger. No, more we're going into this
2: is it, it's a word I'm looking for. Like this is almost crisis mode. Mm-hmm. you're almost seeing and you're trying to do whatever you can to maybe fast track some of that. Okay. We need to build some more chemistry now that we have this hole with fetch mm-hmm. missing. What can we do and do to do that? And that's why we're seeing a lot more of rod Blundmore than we have seen this season at all yeah. Yeah. in this short amount of time. Cause
1: your baseline is messed up. So you're trying to s- figure that out. And through that, you're getting more ups and downs and spikes with it. So
0: yeah, it's in like going back to you know trying to figure out play RB and synergy and a whole bunch of other stuff too. Because, like, Corey LaVillette put this up the other day. It he says it's a bit surreal with Gosses Bear, it's got two goals, five assists for seven points, has more points than Meyer, who had four goals, two assists for six points. Uh, this was 13 games played, this was like three days ago. The Devils are six, five, and two with Meyer in the lineup, and of course, like I said, all that's changed. And Carolina is 8 4 and 1 with Ghost Bear. So it tells you that, like, yeah, it's like getting assets to your team is going to help, but it's like it all depends on how how quick they can get in, in and figure out the system and stuff like that, too. Because, like, it took Patrick Kane how many games to get his game back growing because he had a massive lull point, too. So it's like you can't just, and that's the thing that I forget who said, I think it was Mike and Shane. Like, I think we talked about this on, on another episode, too, where those guys talked about it on Kane's cast. Mm-hmm. This league is so off-season moving instead of the deadline. Like the deadline used to be the – we're going to push the envelope at the deadline. It's more so now it's more of an off-season. We're going to make our splashes then and then get like the one or two pieces that are going to help us get better. But it's not going to be the splash. We're going to just go all in like what Toronto did and what New York did. It's this league is very off season based on splash moves, and that's why all of our big names we got Burns, Patch Ready, and all that was an off season thing. And because you can't just assume that these guys are going to come right in and just automatically start clicking with their team off the bat, and that's why luckily with Gust, he's kind of hit the ground running with us because you know, working with Tim Gleason and all that, he's getting his minutes, play RV. Like you said, Cat, who's merely supposed to be a fourth line guy, but now we're putting him at the top. We're putting him in the top six. Well, he's not really a top six guy, so it's kind of like that's why we're we you know put him back on the fourth line, figure it out what Step on and all those guys, and let Jury go in the top six and see what he because we know he can score if you get if you put him in the top six and you put him next to in the Emmy and um Jarvis that, that wouldn't be a bad second line to have right now.
1: Yeah, and to, I guess one thing we have to note, too, about Ghost and about Kane is, so, in my opinion, so Kane was kind of a big fish on a shrinking team, and so mm-hmm. he's coming on to a loaded Rangers team, and he has to figure out his new role. Like, he's not, he's still, like, a superstar, but, like, mm-hmm. he's surrounded by other superstars, and yeah. so he's got to f- figure out that fix, and, like, how does he go about that getting his game back all of that ghost on the other hand i'm not gonna say he was a small fish but on arizona like it wasn't like he wasn't a super standout but he I was, was gonna say it's not like, like he had
2: other big fish around him to kind of stand out with out, that, that out, too, outside
0: and, of like killer and um chickering
2: no yeah nowhere near on the level that kane was dealing with moving to new york though
1: yeah and so then all he comes right. to the canes and so then he comes to the canes and like we had the idea of what we wanted him to be a part of, but we put him on the third line, a little less pressure. And then we also were like, but we know you do power plays. Can you help us with that? And he was like, yeah, I'll just do what I normally do. And he fit right into that because yes, we had expectations for him, but he was also fitting into a role that I would say is, it was a little less pressure, but also like
0: it was more tailored to him.
1: Yeah. Like he didn't have to, I mean, like, he didn't have to f- fight so much for like to be the standout, you know, like he just played his game and that fit perfectly.
4: So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: we, it's great to see those stats. Cause it's like, oh, ghost look like the better acquisition. That's great. But we do have to note <laughs> yeah. they fit differently. Yeah, um,
0: of I mean, Jared, Jared, what are your thoughts on just, you know, cause everyone was so in on Timo Meyer, but we get ghost bear instead. And you're seeing like the, how he fit in compared to everyone else. Like, what are your thoughts on all that?
3: It's interesting uh, to look at now in retrospect uh, with now Fetch being out because, you know, with him being out, okay, maybe you kind of wish you went and got, you know, goal score, uh, goal scoring forward. But you look at where the team was at the deadline, and I think at the time, you yeah, know, it was a good move. I, I still think it was a good move. Uh, and everything you are saying about power play and, you yeah, how he's able to stand out now. He's not having to fight as much. I agree with all of it. I think yeah, it was a good move.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said something because ES, the ESPN broadcast. I was gonna thing, bring
2: was... this up. <laughs> you
0: know, I, you, know what, you know, Bailey, you bring it up since you, since I, yeah.
4: You, oh my gosh! So,
2: yeah, I I remember because um, it happened a little. Was it a little bit after the beer conversation, Cat?
1: or I, I don't
2: even remember when there. it happened i can't
1: i can't sort through the amount of wrong comments <laughs> they said it, i so for one it looked like we were
2: watching a detroit red wings broadcast oh it's uh, it's origi- on a it's, national it's, broadcast game
0: it's original 6 it's original 6 they're going to do it with miss every team and they're, and they're playing us
2: with the original 6 bull crap <laughs> miss me with it and i'm trying to tone down my <laughs> My language here um but because <laughs> oh, we had oh, this oh, conversation yeah. on the space too um <laughs> but uh it, it's so the broadcasters got to talking and uh said well hey uh now with fetch being gone it, like they they went into that whole yeah they should have made this flash because now he's gone but
1: how could we have predicted that
3: well, they no said no one predicts you
1: know, an injury to a key player like that. Well, well, Nobody.
0: They, they said too, like, well, they're like, well, the, if his injury happened two weeks before the yeah. deadline, yep. then then they would have made that move to mm-hmm. get him. It's, it's like it's like like that's such. How a, are
1: we supposed to know?
4: It's such a who dumb...
1: plans How? an injury? The it's hell. Also, even if you plan, even if you plan it, so say we get a high caliber guy to come in there. First of all, we didn't know where anyone would go in mm-hmm. the lineup. If if Svetch stayed healthy, where would that person have gone? Where? That like it
2: that makes no sense. You're gonna try but, to slot a guy like Timo Meyer in on the third, fourth line <sighs> or try to slot
1: one of our other guys down? Like, no. The trade deadline is for, like Zach said, I it's for finding your last missing pieces or backup in case something goes wrong. But typically our backup is going to be for our fourth line or third line. And then some of those guys might be pushed up. We are never meant to have someone like Svetch go out. Um, But I did think about this today on another note that will keep me from talking about ESPN anymore. Um, (laughs) We mentioned, we had the debate earlier about, you know, how it's another kind of tie into ESPN, but they talked about how we don't have a superstar. And then we said, who do you think on the team is our superstar? When ESPN gives us that, they say Ajo. So I thought about this today. And I know a lot of us said, we think it might be Svetch. Look at the difference this season that I thought about Look at the difference earlier this season when Aho went out and what the Canes did to fill that and take care of that, whereas now Svech is out and we can't figure it out. I think
2: there's a bit of a difference, though, here, too, with the anticipation that Aho's going to be like when he went out. Oh, he's going to be back in a week, two weeks, whatever. Whereas now we're looking at a Svech injury like, oh, we're not going to see him until maybe mid next year or mid no. season
1: that's that's true but it's still it's
4: an interesting
1: uh-huh. thought with our previous superstar right no idea. absolutely
0: uh even when jacob slaven went out they still still did the job and did their thing so no, yeah
2: absolutely it, yeah yeah i
0: mean i mean so ger- i'm like, just thinking ger- that
2: there's like the anticipation of saying hey we're gonna see our guy back here soon versus hey we're in scramble mode because our guy's gonna be out a long time we have to figure out how to sit with him gone
0: Jared, Jared what, you
1: were like, nodding. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, Jared, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, like, you know, the, the whole superstar thing? And then also, like, real quick, going back to what ESPN said about, like, oh, uh, well, if his injury happened two weeks before, they would have filled the hole. Like, what are your thoughts on all that?
3: Yeah, so starting with ESPN, like, yeah, if his injury did happen before the deadline, they probably would have went for a forward, Whether it's Timo Meyer or, or whoever, yeah, they probably do at that point. But, again, you can't predict an injury didn't know that was going to happen. So, yeah. at the time, that was the right move. They did what was right at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, as far as the superstar debate, you know, I I definitely say Spetch would be the top guy, but that's also no disrespect to, like, Aho or Um, uh, Because they obviously leave really big holes. I think, yeah, at the time, yeah, they would just, you know, They were obviously earlier on in the year, so they were not as, you know, those injuries happened, so so they weren't as worn out uh, whenever those injuries happened. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm trying to watch my language too as I'm talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing all these uh, emotions about the audio. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think Spetch is, his hole is bigger than the other two because uh, I think yeah, it, it just feels like his hole is a lot bigger. And, I, and there, again, there's a lot of things that go into that. I think you're also looking at the year that he's had. He's had a heck of a year. And
2: I mean, you look at the guy who is probably one of the most physical bodies on the team.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that, like I said earlier, with some of the opportunities that uh, they've given up, like Ben said, he's super physical. He carries a large load defensively. Mm -hmm. So, things that he would normally do, like when Slavin went out, things that he would normally take care of that you'd never even notice all of a sudden that stuff is getting exposed
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah yeah and i would say like you said he leaves a bigger hole because it's also it's different because obviously aho is a superstar and we love him on the team and all this but when he goes out like we had a plethora of centers that we can push up mm-hmm. Spetch is leaving us missing a winger And our wingers, that's like big chemistry-wise that we're struggling with. And also he, I feel like he helped kickstart Natchez. And so Natchez lost one of the guys that is kind of helping him contribute. And so, and like the same with Slavin, like we easily, because Chatfield's having such a good year, he was able to slide up there. Maybe he doesn't have the same stick handling and like stops that Slavin does but he was so quick and he's so doing so well on defense this year that we didn't see that hindrance as much because we had another like maybe our third pair got a little weaker but like third pair you would think would be a little weaker anyway so I feel like that's kind of yeah agreed The the hole he left is bigger because it it kind of I think it trickles down to other parts of the lines whereas a- I think Ajo and Slavin's were easier to fill because they didn't affect the people around them as much. If
3: that makes sense. And think about the uh, the wing position either. Yeah, they're so freaking deep at center. Yeah, on the NHL roster, then you go down to the AHL as well. There's so many guys there at the center position. Yeah, just at the wing, it's just not as deep. So again, that hole is exacerbated. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
4: I
1: mean, a lot of our a lot of our wings were previously sinners. I was going to say Jarvis is listed, Natus, Drury. They were all step on like they've all been listed as sinners, but they've been pushed to the wings because they can't. (laughs) They can't do the other job. Yep.
0: No, for sure. All right. So before we go into our questions, we got a few. uh, We're going to try to keep. We're going to knock it down to a couple, just because the fact we had a lot of like the same like kind of questions and stuff like that. But before we do we got to talk about our amazing sponsors real quick over at Primax Hockey. If you're looking for any, you know, hockey equipment in terms of like pucks, indoor or outdoors, you know, skate protectors, buckets, stuff like that, it's always good to um, make sure to go on their website, primaxhockey.com. If you use the code search, cast 20% off, um, that'll help them. It'll help us because they're actually based in Raleigh, like 10, 15 minutes from the arena.
4: Go get um, your
2: aho discount.
0: Go get your Ajo discount. Um <laughs> But yeah, like those guys are amazing. Like I said, they do free shipping across the United States. They can do pickets at their warehouse. Like they even got merch. They got koozies, hats, you know, hoodies, T-shirts, all that good stuff. So like I said, make sure you go to primalaxhockey.com. You search cast at checkout for 20% off your order. Help support them, which is local. It'll help support us as a podcast because it shows that you, you know listen to us and you went over and talked to them. So big shout out to Primalax. They've been our sponsor since day one. And over 60 plus episodes now. So we really greatly appreciate them. So please go help out our amazing sponsors at Primal
3: X Hockey. Yeah. So. Uh, the game last night. What's that? Speaking of koozies, I won one at the game. Uh, oh. Nice. No, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. When we went to our seats, yeah, mine had like the little like thing on the back of the chair. Like, oh, you're a winner. I'm like, oh, what I win. Oh. Is this a spoiler for the game? Spoiler. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure.
1: I'm sure the people who put that there were like, "Oh, we weren't anticipating it not to be a Red Wings fan."
3: <laughs> yeah. I was talking to uh, Brian, the host of uh, one or one of the hosts of the Red Wings show. Uh, the people you yeah, have behind that—they're you know one of the like, big Red Wings podcasting, and they do their own thing there at the games. And they right. typically will try to sell people on season tickets. You know, we walk up in hurricanes jerseys and not living there. So they did not try to sell us on
4: anything. <laughs> sounds what it
0: sounds about right. So one of the questions uh came from someone named Jared Ellis. I don't know if I don't know if you know him, Jared. Um, <laughs> but he was asking, How was your experience at uh Little Caesars Arena?
3: Yeah, that was definitely something I was uh wanting to talk about on my show, but uh, you know, also talk about you guys, uh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, I've talked a lot about the renovations that are going to start on PNC Arena uh, this mm-hmm. off and going to a more up to date arena. Again, that's no slight against PNC. Yeah, you know, it is so oh, a yeah. nice arena. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, it's dated. And
0: yeah, a little bit <laughs>
3: with yeah you know, some of that. You know, going in there and looking at. So that stuff, yeah. You know, do I think you know, it had a very industrial vibe in there, and does NC go that way? No, I think it'll be more of a sleek, modern look. But you know, some of the amenities there that they have restaurants and you know the style of what they're having, you know, uh, I really liked it. And you know, one thing you know, I pointed out to my dad, you know, that we've talked about a lot as of late is uh, how many banners are up in the uh, rafters now between the Hurricanes and NC State. And one thing that little caesar's arena had that i really liked um, between red wings and pistons they had the i don't even know what you would call them but almost like the the overhead projector things oh yeah (laughs) Uh, like you're in school where they like rolled up into those and i would really like if pnc arena were to do something like that because there's so many and like okay you know you roll down the Hurricanes ones for Hurricanes games, you roll down the Wolfpack ones for Wolfpack games. Right. And I think that could be a cool touch. And then obviously the you know, just the style of it. And you know, the, they had um, you know, a lot of good restaurants in there. Uh, prices were actually pretty decent as well, which was nice. But okay. just going in and seeing a more up-to-date arena, it was nice to be like. Okay, this is kind of what we can be looking forward to. Not to, not necessarily that specific one, but it yeah. was really nice.
2: You know, and and I really big. liked
3: the lights they had uh, up top. In it above the ice sounds really cool as well.
2: You know, and I will say, growing up uh, in North Carolina, where I'm going to PNC all the time, and that's what I'm used to when I think arena, like I think of the inside of PNC. I haven't really had much experience with arenas outside of North Carolina. And so I get out here to Colorado, and I'm seeing something like Ball Arena, which is a lot more updated, and talking with other people who have been to other arenas around the country too, and I'm showing them pictures of inside PNC, and they're like, whoa, like that, That it, for example, my boyfriend, he, I I'd shown him pictures of uh, PNC and inside and he goes, that looks like an office building. Like it doesn't look like yeah. you would think of an arena being inside of there. Like it looks well, older. Well,
0: well, welcome, welcome to the welcome to mid <laughs> to late nineties arena right. styles where it's mm-hmm. just like we are going very old school.
2: No, I just, I think it's interesting and it'll be interesting to see what that kind of turns into once the renovations start.
3: I mean, I'm Because we've all seen the mock ups and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, gives us something to look forward to for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like make... uh, the uh, setup they had uh, for like their intermission reports, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where the folks would be doing that. I really liked that because um, we know, you know, how with PNC Arena, you know, you get the crowd behind there. They're super, super loud. You can barely hear anything uh, there um they were like you could see the crowd behind them but they're more on a stage and kind of up Yeah, and i really liked that and if, i would like if you know, they would you know, do something like that at PNC arena given their concourse there at north caesars was a lot bigger and wider, uh so they could fit something like that in there uh but it was definitely a cool setup and would be something I would like the Hurricanes to look with me, uh, and change up some of their setups that we got going
4: on.
0: Yeah. I, I, well, the thing I would really like, too, because I know NC State's, the football team's got the red lights. I would love if PNC decided to, like, add some of the red light effects inside the arena, too, and, you know, do a little bit more of the, of the red light shows on the inside. I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, adding a little extra stadium series touch. To the inside of the arena,
3: but that would be another thing. You know, we talk a lot about the Hurricanes, but NC State does play there as well, and that could be something for them when they're playing their basketball games as well. Yeah, they could go in on that too. Use the red lights you know, when they win.
0: Uh, yeah, right, Bailey. Yeah, I mean, you know. As as Bailey's our UNC person here, I know she you know would love to see. I I would love to influence. see the red
2: in t- in context to the Hurricanes, but you will not catch me dead in that arena unless uh, for an NC. Okay, okay, keeping keeping
1: Riverside. the peace, anyway. keeping <laughs> the peace here as a third party with no <laughs> no dog in the fight, yeah. no dog in this fight,
2: or or a wolf um, in the
3: fight. <laughs>
1: From yeah. anyway.
3: standpoint, it would be cool for them, too. And no. But yeah,
1: I mean, I'm fully <laughs> expecting our new arena to look like uh, how nice Seattle's and stuff is. So I have high expectations. <laughs>
2: I also I mean, don't want to us go to go get... I, I don't it, the sole reason I wouldn't want them to go all out like they did for Seattle's is you see the prices that Seattle is charging for those seats because of that
1: yeah well no, yeah sure. they're going green they're saving money other ways but but
0: because I, I think <laughs> climate was, change I, man <laughs> I figured I was talking to you on Twitter but like someone like there's like there's a there's an ice cream place at PNC that I need to go to next time I'm up there like you can get dipping like, dots. I, <laughs> <laughs> No, I was say,
2: they're they're in other places too.
0: No, no, it's <laughs> actually it's a legit ice cream store that's in the arena, and it's like you can get like ice cream like in like a hockey helmet or something like that. It was like so. Oh yeah,
4: you that's sure why I was that.
0: Yeah,
2: that's I what I was what gonna
0: get you. to you bunch of jerks. Good grief. <laughs> hey, we're
2: we're on brand, Zach. <laughs> um,
0: all right, so going into other questions. Um, well, you don't want
2: to talk more about your hockey helmet. <laughs> Anyway, I love you, Zach. Continue. (laughs) Uh,
0: From Stephen Blackman, he had a lot of questions. Um, So his first one, uh, will the Kings require Elias Lindholm from Calgary this offseason? Adam Gold has speculated about that and thinks he'd be a great fit.
1: Cat called Jules. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jules would be over the moon for that.
3: (laughs) Really interesting move uh, because I do think he would – in well um and because you imagine there's gonna be yet another off season with a lot of turnover especially I know Zach did ask about Max Paccheretti as well. Like if he doesn't come back yeah that's another hole. Uh and yeah, I just he, don't he, know, he know if <laughs> I don't know if he I don't know if Lindholm,
2: I don't know if it's to like a similar situation. I don't know if he
3: wants to. It, the- it, I feel
2: like it's a similar situation for uh, that Calvin DeHaan kind of fell into as well. Like, we didn't expect a former Hurricane to kind of come and don the jersey again and find himself a spot on the roster. Not uh, barring that, maybe Elias doesn't want to come back, but if he does, it like it is, is that a good fit for where his game is at now?
0: Yeah it just goes back to the top six where do you slide him in and stuff like that too because like
2: well, like well just... we'll have a lot of holes to fill granted like on the off chance people don't resign, don't come back
0: right yeah like like you said jerry because steven did ask about you know patch and me and kat talked about last night on the space is like okay well if you bring him back for two and a half three million dollars and you slide him in the top six like he was supposed to be so what, what do you what do you do with Elias Lindholm then if you bring back Patch, ready and Svetch is back and all that stuff, and you still got to deal with Tavo too because what are you are you like what are you gonna do with Tavo?
1: So our yeah last night on the space so I think we came to the idea of um, there might be some I don't know if there'll be as much turnover this off season as there was last. I think we might see some guys like Dehan and Coglin, Sassny, and maybe Step be I, they might be the pieces that rotate because some of the, oh, some of them are our, our seventh D man and they're not really getting any playing time. The other guys are I like to call them our token veterans. We kind of cycle through them every season except for Step. I mean I would be down if Step just keeps coming back because he just fits right in. Mm-hmm. The bald legend. Let's keep him coming. The,
0: the, the, the bald the bald father. Well I, <laughs> I was, but but. Well, I, well, I but so, there was one guy said like if we can go get Marcus Johansson from Minnesota that wouldn't be a bad option. because I think right now. What do you mean? One is... guy was
1: that you? Wasn't that you that
0: said that? Yeah, I said Marcus Johansson at one point too. That
1: one guy said that. Meaning Zach said
4: it.
0: <laughs> what I didn't. <laughs> the one guy I mentioned would be good fit would be Marcus. Oh, 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 got I it.
4: See. I thought
2: you were. I thought you said that one guy had mentioned.
0: No, I said the, the one guy that I mentioned was Marcus Johansson from Minnesota.
1: I thought you were saying someone was like, huh, that's really... And I was like, Zach, that guy was you. Why are you just admitting it?
4: Yes. <laughs> anyway.
1: So, but like, yes, ideas like that. So, like, Phil's like that. But I think... So, again, we talked about this last night when you were playing her and you were playing around with the cap a little bit, was mm-hmm. our the Canes, the front office... Had an idea for the team that they were going to design to win this season. Mm-hmm. They went out, they got Brent Burns and they got ready for nothing, for nothing. Well, I mean, those were
0: outside of Stephen Lawrence, but yes,
1: yes, but they got it for nothing. I'm and just they... saying, Stephen Lawrence and was those something. Those were <laughs> those were amazing moves that everyone was like, "Wow, Caroline!" Mm-hmm. And they, with that, they addressed. The issues at the top and they address issues on defense they address the issues they thought needed to address and they were great fits you can't just like with vetch you can't know that a player is going to get injured see patches you can't know he's going to get injured twice yep. <laughs> see patches so i think but he has expressed interest in coming and staying in carolina he's expressed that interest with him expressing that interest i think that interest also means I know that I would probably have to get paid less to stay here. I also know that most people in the league probably won't take me because of my injuries as much, but Carolina will take that chance on me because they wanted me from the start. So I think he will be less money to hold on to. And I think the front office will probably try. They want to get Spetch back and they want to get patches back and maybe fill some of those bottom holes, but I can see them, because we have one more year until everybody's contract is all sorts of crazy and we can stress and have heart attacks all we want. But I think they're going to want to try for next season to run with the team that they wanted to this season. I think that's what they'll want to do because they had faith in that team. Just as you saw at the trade deadline, even without patches, they were like, this is the team that we designed, that we thought would push us this way. And we're just going to get in these few extra pieces. And I think they'll want to keep ghosts because he's fit in so well Chloe Yarby, I think he can go into that fourth if we get rid of Stepan and Sassny if they leave, and then he can slide right in there. We can get him his time and get him like, used to our lineups, get him more confidence building. They've, they've proven me wrong before and scared me in the offseason before, but I feel like the confidence that they gave during this season in that lineup and for the chance to have it happen next season, I think they would do that. I think they would go. Maybe they'll get one other... Maybe they'll go for someone else to cover in case Patches goes down again. Knock on wood. I think he's getting an artificial leg at this point. So hopefully it
4: works. (laughs) But at this point, another
1: repair is not going
2: to do anything for him. No, he has to get a full. He
1: has to look at getting it it replaced. It's like an animal tendon or something at this point. But what do you think about the off season, Jared? (laughs)
3: He's going to be like PETA going into the quarter quell. You know, just <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I so I think with Patch ready, I definitely think they're going to try to re-sign him because I do agree they saw stuff in him. I do think other teams are going to see, like, okay, yeah, this dude's Achilles is made of glass. Like, do uh, we want – I think if they're hurt – and I also think that's something that – the Hurricanes are going to think as well like do we want to do this mm-hmm. and if he does come back it'll be on a very team-friendly deal uh at, yeah two three million and it will also only be like one or two years as well they're not going to get locked in uh to a very long deal it'll be a contract that they can move easy if they have to
4: um
3: I think you know uh ghost i definitely see him coming back uh you know, if they can you know get the deal done i definitely see that one happening uh Statsney gone i don't see him coming back uh honestly he's one i'm kind of surprised they didn't move at the deadline uh yeah you because know, again yeah you know, at the time you know maybe yeah you know, they you know do a bigger move or whatever but yeah you know, he's a one that could have been a trade piece oh yeah um
0: yeah, possible Derek sweetener step- to something else.
3: Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, same with Dylan Coghlan. He's out. He's one that I legitimately thought was going to be gone, whether it was just for a draft pick or something. Like I, because he's not playing at all. So uh, Calvin Dahan. He's he, As much as you know, I you, enjoy laughing about our Twitter exchanges. Yeah, you know, he's a guy. uh he's probably gonna be gone again. Uh, yeah. Puyarvi, he's interesting because you know <sighs> restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent? Uh,
0: Poyarvi is a restricted free agent this after this season. Yeah.
3: I could maybe seeing them doing a short-term deal for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a one or two year I'd uh, like yeah,
2: to see good. him on a two-year. I yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah,
3: see Because his trying something,
0: yeah. Because right now his yeah right now his contract is three million. So, um, I I can see them doing I guess I said, if you if you bring patches back for two and a half, three. Same thing with you know Jordo's contracts at the end, come at the end of this year as well. You, maybe three, three and a half at best. Because the way we did the way we did it on cap friendly was I think it was. I don't have it on my screen. I'm trying to do it from memory now. I think it was like <laughs> Svechnikov, Aho, uh Nietzsche's top top line. Then you had Patri, Kakiniemi, Jarvis. And then it was Martin Jordan Stahl, Jesper Foss, because Foss's contract's also coming at the end of this year as well. Then you would have Tavo, Drury, Nason as your fourth line, and then Pulgarve would be your extra, would be your extra forward. And then it would be mm-hmm. Slavin, Burns, Pesci, Shea, then it was Ghost and Chatty, and then it would be Coglin as your seventh because he's also a restricted free agent as well. And then you had Piotr, and I think we just made I think because because I think on there it's like some random like we were initially trying to talk about Swayman because I think Cap brought up Swayman. Yeah, there's there's
1: somewhere. news. Yeah, there's news that he wants to be a number one goalkeeper, and he won't be with Olmark so yeah. there's talk and obviously it's very early but there's talks that he has talked with the canes um so that could be interesting because we were saying it'd be interesting to 20 year old 24 year old guys swayman as your number one piotr is your number two because i don't think he's number one status just yet i think he still needs some time and mm-hmm. a f- actual full season um but so um uh, Zach put in. I think it wasn't gonna let you put that into so you put in Jari. So we yeah, played around it was, with it a little bit, and, yeah, and
0: we it had. Those, it was one of those things where it was because the fact that Swayman's not a UFA, we would have had to do like a trade or something for him. So I, I just threw in Trish and Jari just as a, as a as a placeholder guy. I think I, I think in bringing a lot of those guys back and stuff like that and just bringing in a goalie if we don't bring back freddie or anyone i think we had like 7.7 7 left in the cap and that was like with a lot of like guys coming back for like two like was it thing. you gave them
1: you gave them kind of like bare not bare minimum but lower deals so then we saw well what if some of them asked for a little bit more and we we're like well we have we would have some money again. Yeah. This is just us playing around on cat friendly, but it looked like we had some money monopoly money and <laughs> some yeah, extra was, yeah. to, as like a little cushion. And if we wanted to get someone else for cheap. And again, we also talked about pulling up wolves if we needed to give some of those guys a chance to come figure out that fourth line for us a little bit. I mean, I think, I think jury will be with us next season. He's honest. He's honestly played He's amazing running. the time he's been up here. He obviously he wasn't a complete fill for Spetsch, um, but with the spot he's been given, he has scored goals when it's mattered and he's bringing life to whatever line he's on. Again, I want him up top for a little bit, but Roddy's in trust. In Rod, we trust. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wolves. Uh, one question I have there, yeah, a guy that you know, hasn't played a lot this year, signed a one-year two-way, Ryan Dezingle. Uh, yeah, he's out with a yeah. you know, nasty back injury for most of the year. You know. Does he resign another two-way? And, you know, is he a guy you know, that the Hurricanes, you know, are putting on the fourth line? Because at the time, you know, at the beginning of the season before he got hurt, I kind of saw him, you know, because of his NHL experience his experience with the Hurricanes, I saw him as a guy, you know, like with Nazin Drury, uh, being a guy that someone goes down, he's a guy that gets called up. But I, yeah, I can see it wasn't I, the I, case I, this year, but you yeah, know,
0: that's. I, I yeah. guess I, I could see them doing it again, bringing back to Zingle for a one year, two way, because, you know, give him another shot, see what happens.
1: I wouldn't be mad of a fourth line of Nason, Jury, into Zingle. <laughs> and even with it. that
2: two way, too, should it not work out, too, I mean, he's going to be spending most of his time with the Wolves, bringing him up for a game or two to kind of see what that looks like wouldn't hurt at all.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it would be of an option to, he- I think. Yeah, I think with the how we did the contracts, it was like what Ghost was like four and a half, Jordo and I think Jordo was like two and a half, three million. I think the same thing for Foss. Fa- I think Foss was like two. Like kind of keep it where their contracts were kind of at now, but like kind of you know, lower I think Patch already was like two and a half, three and stuff think, like that. So, so I think like, their it, it priority,
1: like, yeah, I think their priority will be to re- to keep ghost. That'll hmm. be number one. Figure out Foss. <laughs> That'll be
0: two. We've we, we got to keep quickie. I think I think they're gonna make they're gonna make something more with Patch ready. You know and, Giordo, Yeah, and figure you know.
1: out the injuries, like where but, the, the guys with yeah. the injuries get back into the lineup.
0: I think even with Jordo too, I think because I know Jordan's making six, but you know he'll probably come back. I mean, he's not gonna take like a super duper pay cut, mm-hmm. but I can see Jordan where it's like, I'll come back, you know, let's you know open up some money for other guys so we bring some guys back long term too because you still got to deal with so many contracts
2: i'm just thinking those injuries are going to be the biggest and biggest kicker for us too is just kind of figuring out okay who's going to be ready and who's going to be at their top by the time the season starts because as somebody who works in pt six months is probably the quickest that you'll see an acl recovery yeah Um,
0: well, well yeah for him yeah i mean. For,
2: and so, just for anybody,
0: yeah, we'll we'll fetch there. I've heard whispers of he'll be back by camp, and I'm like, oh, that's gonna that's, be that's
2: no, that's generous. But the thing yeah. is, is that's so I generous.
1: I wouldn't be upset then if you have him by camp and you see at that point patches might be you know patches be back. So, patches can fill that spot, Svech's spot for a little bit, or you have guys coming up again from the well, Wolves that, that can fill yeah. it, fill it yeah. a little bit until like give Svech time to get it. It's not like he's not guaranteed a roster yeah. spot,
0: yeah. At, <laughs> that, at that point, that's where you put Teva back in the top six. You move to Zingle up to like the fourth line and have the have basically have a Wolves fourth line of Dzingel, and Jury, and uh Nason. So, uh, so thank you, Stephen, for all your questions. I well, actually. The, he had another one about Andre Kasha because I think you talked about it, Jared recently because he mentioned... Oh Michael yeah,
2: I'd honestly yes. like to hear
3: this answer. Um, so with him, I think uh, and you can kind of let Jake Gardner in here as well. I think you know, both of those guys, I think their careers are pretty much done at this point. Yeah, um, you know, Gardner, he's you know, missing one season, one full season due to injury is one thing, but... Yeah. You know, two back-to-back seasons through injury and with his history, I think you know, he's done. Mm-hmm. And then Andre Kasha as well, you know, just with his concussion history. Um, he's I been out like all season. Be, he's he's he been played out the whole I was going to say, he's
2: seen good. one game.
3: Uh, yeah. One game. I think, yeah, he's pretty much done. I think he's pretty much done playing in the NHL, uh, yeah maybe yeah you know, he goes overseas and plays uh but yeah, you know, in the nhl i think he's done uh yeah, but- I, I think honestly you should retire altogether because just cce and yeah you, know, you gotta think about it's, your life. oh it's so dangerous yeah. for their
1: health alone both of them should like both yes. like between the the back injury which is nothing to mess around with and with the yeah. concussion like those are just injuries where it's like it's not like I really want to keep playing. It's like you really shouldn't. Like you, it's it's dangerous.
2: Like there's love of the game, and then there's love of you know what's functioning
1: as a human being. <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Which which both cases kind of make me think again, even with patches, injuries, that we'll take another chance on him because we want we wanted him, and we're a team that loves to take chances on guys that have injuries. See Gardner, see Kasha, see our goalies. Um, Patch ready. ready. We like to take that chance because we know if they don't have the injury, they're phenomenal. It's like, we're like, we'll take that little bit of a chance that maybe they'll be healthy. And on two counts. Now it's failed us. They were decently cheap accounts. Thankfully Uh, the goalies I'd say would be, have been 50, 50. Thankfully, most of the time, they're not injured at the same time. Um, but I think now with that's why we'll give patches another chance. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Um, so there was one more question. Of course, Twitter decided to be Twitter for about half a second. So give me one second while I pull this thing up.
2: <laughs> Who's oh, got their goodness. backup?
0: <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So uh, it's actually from uh, Jules. Internet uh, here,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Welcome who knows internet issues here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, the StageCast.
0: Uh yeah, so Juliana Moore. Uh, who would you want the cans to play in the Stanley Cup finals? And Jared will start with you on this one.
3: Oh man. Uh, that's a tough one really. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> like you got like your realistic answers and then like you got your sentimental answers. Right. Uh, so. I say
2: I say we go two answers with this. One is the you know heart the looking right now. Yeah, the two teams that we'll see. Who do you want? And then in a perfect world, who would you want to see? Yeah,
0: it's, to? it's like it's like who, what's your brain saying? and What's your heart saying? So we'll go we'll go with those.
3: I will say Vegas. For Vegas. For,
0: which, for, for which one? The heart or the head.
3: <laughs> brain. Uh, the brain. I okay. will say Vegas. I feel like uh, Dallas is also you know, up there as well uh oh crap my airpods just died <laughs> oh you're we <laughs> oh, no. we hear
0: we, 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 you're good you're good
3: okay yeah audio quality may be a different bit different now but you know <laughs> uh, but uh i would say your know, brain I, I think you're like in Dallas or vegas uh no mm-hmm. one really in the west is you know like boston like that's
4: you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah
3: like that's it um Settlemental reasons, yeah. I, I mean, you got O six, yeah. Oilers, yeah. Are are they in the mix right now? I haven't looked at the well, they yet, are. So th- they're,
0: th- they're third. In, are they second or third now?
1: They're, they're in the mix. Yeah. They're, okay,
0: they're, they're in the mix, they're, they're, yeah. they're in the. They're in the top three in their division.
4: They're,
1: they're second. Number now? Two in, they're number two in the Pacific.
3: Yeah, okay. yeah, you have them yeah, for the yeah, 06 rematch. Yeah, that would obviously be really cool, especially in the 25th anniversary season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have- uh, yeah that would be really fun. Uh, yeah, you have Seattle uh, as well Yeah, in their first playoff appearance. Yeah, That would be really cool. And then, of course, you yeah, have L.A. Uh, that would be fun as well Yeah, because you know, while the Hurricanes were – not great. You know, I enjoyed watching the Kings back in the day with Justin Williams was there. They so gave us you know, one of simple. our best
2: games of the season.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Be... yeah. Yeah. And if, then, of course, you have know, having family from Colorado, I uh, gotta mention the abs, even if I don't want them there.
0: No. <laughs> for for Bailey's mental health, no. she doesn't want. She does not want that match. My ever.
2: mental health will not be able to handle a Kane's abs series.
0: <laughs> well, especially since she especially you live with like.
2: I live with the top. most competitive Avs fan I hockey fan in the world that I have ever met. The big, the biggest so. hot, t-
0: the the biggest Colorado hot take machine.
2: Hockey hot take, not just Colorado. Anyway, yeah.
0: All right, so okay, Bailey, we'll go with you, <laughs> we'll go with you next. Who Who are your two picks?
2: So realistically, seeing how it's probably going to line up, um, I, I'd love to see. Just given how the series has gone this year, I'd love to see a Penguins series uh, starting in the playoffs. I I, I wouldn't be mad at that.
0: Okay. Well, it it was, it was who he won in the final. Oh, the final,
2: final, final. Just kidding. Ha ha. (laughs) Um, um, oh
1: my gosh. It's I fine. We, we only focus on teams over here in the East because the West isn't that much. What is the West right now? Um,
0: <laughs> or, or, or the West, or the as, as they say.
2: <laughs> uh, for a final, um, just a, I'll start with sentimental value, and I'm going to go a similar direction as Jared. I'd love to see an 06 recreation match um, between the Canes and Edmonton. I feel like that would be uh, very poetic. Um, well,
0: well, in that case, then then all of us would have to go to Game Seven because I was there for it. So if we have to play Edmonton again, I, I have to, to be
1: there for
2: it. Yeah. yeah well, so. we, first
1: I got to be all, able to afford it first, Zach. We don't. We don't know if it would go to a Game Seven because Mr. Jacob Slavin owns McDavid every single day. Yes. Also true. also true. Also true. Got um, in his back
4: pocket.
2: <laughs> sentimental. Got to go with Edmonton um, mm-hmm. in <laughs> realistic fashion. Um, uh, you know what? For their first time, I think being able to clinch playoffs since their creation. Give me a Kane Seattle. Okay. Give me a Kane Seattle final.
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah. Being right. able
2: to kind of travel to Climate Pledge Arena, it, to or at least see the team travel there, that'd be—it's it, a cool <laughs> arena. I'd like to yeah. see that for them.
0: I, for me, for me, I think it, I would be—I'd be very interested. So, if we're going with what I'm thinking, I wouldn't be upset if it was like Carolina, Minnesota, just to see the the state of the state of hockey. See how, see how what kind of life, <laughs> huh?
2: I said that's brave.
0: <laughs> they are winning, they are leading their division right yeah. now. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, think right. about this. Think about this. So, you got the state of hockey, they're gonna have like their first cup final appearance since when it, I think it was like what the 91 cup, you know, it was like when they were the North Stars. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like with was, like, Flower, too,
0: yeah, with him. And then, yeah. you got. so think about think about a, like a wild Canes. I will say both
2: teams (laughs) make it to the final. This is going to be a brutal final where everybody, it is a do or die situation
0: yeah pretty much just think like the like the underlying tone of like we fleeced them for Nino Niederreiter for Victor (laughs) Rask so I mean it's just like just those added storylines alone do it Colorado
2: fans still have not forgiven Nino Niederreiter
0: (laughs) no but honestly though I'd be very interested to see like what a state of hockey versus like Carolina would be because just like the two fan bases would make very very interesting um if it was if i was going for the heart reasons oh man i would i would love to see the justin williams cup just to see like his two teams go against oh, each other yeah. give me give me carolina and the kings i would okay. love i would love to see tobacco road and you know so, socal face off against each other in a in an interesting final to see like which of justin williams teams are better obviously it's carolina but i mean i, I think that would be I think that'd be I think that'd be a great final. Give me Carolina, L. A. for sentimental, but honestly though, Minnesota, Carolina would be so great too.
1: And for me, um, I used to say Colorado, but every time we play Colorado, one of our players gets injured, and I don't really want never, that. So never against Colorado. Um, I,
0: I that is dead. No, no, nope, nope, it's joke. dead.
1: It's dead. also, I think our friends that are Colorado people would be so obnoxious at that time. And I want our friendships to remain friendships. Oh, so... they would still remain friendships. They would just never let it go if they <laughs> were. I will say
2: they would never let it go if they won. But we also would be just as relentless. So... Oh, but, honestly,
0: though, but honestly, though, J.J. would probably be the most chill of the of the Colorado people.
2: No, but you know with as close as we are, too, he's got his little quips every now and again. Yeah. Oh, he does. No, he does. Um, it, it's Jared and Grant that I would be the most worried about.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, I feel about yeah. I feel more sorry for you than anything yeah. else.
1: Yeah. It's more not, for not, you. not
0: you, Jared Ellis. There's another guy named Jared. Yeah. So you're good. Oh, all-
1: <laughs> not <laughs> you,
2: Jared. Sorry. <laughs> There's <are> so many <laughs> no. Jared. No, no. Um, no Mr. I'm, Shuck I'm, over there.
1: I have yeah, to.
0: Yeah. Jared Shuck and my high pundit. That's, that's the Jared we're talking about. You're good. All
1: right, you're fine. I do. I do, mis, I do Mr. have Mr.
0: to. Mr. Ellis, you're good.
1: <laughs> I do have to agree. State <laughs> I do have to agree I um, of course, of course Bailey said Seattle because that was also a thought on my mind is that would be fun to your play tw- Seattle your, twin.
0: your twins like we I know she said this? it
1: and i was like of course um, <laughs> and if, if there was a way so if there if, so if, I think I think in general and I know it wouldn't be the final because it just doesn't work that way but I do think that us us and the devils will have like us playing them is a fun series. And I know now everyone's nervous because we don't have Svech, but I think if we were, at, I think it'll be interesting. Now, I think if we had our full team, that would be an amazing series. Oh yeah, and I would love to see it.
0: You know, I mean, if they ever, I mean, if the NHL was smart, went back to a one, the one v eight system with a reed seed, that'd be fantastic. Because then we could probably see them in a Eastern Conference final and not a Eastern semi or Eastern final matchup. So, yeah. It would be nice, but
4: right. what
0: can you do?
2: Mm-hmm. But... Imagine if that's how it worked.
0: Well, it work? <laughs> yeah. So, Jerry, it I'm going to ask you this. So because someone brought this up, I forget who was online and brought it up. And I said, it was like, how do you like the format now? And I said, go one through eight. Because someone asked me, like, what is the one through eight? Because I guess they never watched hockey during that time. So they asked me about it, you know, how to break it down for them what would you feel if the NHL did go back to the one V eight system, but they did the reseeding instead of just like, you know, if one wins and they face like the winner of four or five or however that goes, like what, or do you kind of like the format now, or do you think they need to keep the format, but do the reseed, like in your head, what's the perfect playoff format that you would think?
3: So sorry, yo audio. Changed now again. The both AirPods officially died. So, oh, you're good. No worries. Um, <laughs> how dare you? It's uh,
1: actually coming in pretty clear.
0: <laughs> maybe it was your AirPods that are giving you the issues, you know, they kept coming out That was the Great. problem.
3: Lovely. Um, <laughs> but uh, first off, I don't see the NHL changing their playoff format in the foreseeable future.
1: I know it's um,
0: unfortunate. Does That's the NHL I
1: ever change anything? <laughs> uh,
0: they can't even uh, figure out yeah. goaltender interference, or so no.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I feel like there's going to be arguments for both sides, you know. Because, you know, you look at, you know, the one through eight. Um, you know, you could have, you know, an entire division make a playoff. And then, you know, and then, you know, hardly anyone from another. Like the Metro. You know, so many. Because so often the metro is so stacked, you know, you could have half the metro in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, and so, play, play
0: better. Just play
3: better. Play, I'm exactly, sorry. Yeah. Just yeah. play then, better. Yeah. 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 Stop
1: trading uh, all yeah. your kids players to
4: us. <laughs> exactly. Um,
3: <laughs> and so, you know, Then the one through eight is yeah. You know, there's teams that you know, you know, They the teams that need to be in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They're not getting left out. Um and if they did ever go back to one through eight, I would not want them to reseed after every round. I would want it to just be one through eight. Yeah, you know, essentially like the NCAA tournament.
0: Right. Know? So it's so like it's like the like one would face the winner of four or five and the winner of yeah. the two yeah. seven yeah. will have to play three six. Yeah and stuff if like that.
3: Yeah, if they were ever to go back, I would want them to do similar to NCAA tournament. I
0: I, I missed the old 1-3 because that's what the one through eight was. It was just winner of 1 faces the winner of 4-5. Winner of you know 2-7 finishes faces winner of 3-6, and then it moves on to that. I missed that format. It was a good format. I don't know why we had to be yeah. stupid. Because they wanted to create a artificial – Rivalries in the playoffs, you got them automatically. It didn't really matter. It's just that they're they're trying to force it, and it's like it's boring. A lot of your good teams get knocked out in the first round, and it's like there's no so
2: unpredictable. There's no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you all you added what you added to wildcard teams. Oh, you mean your seven and eight teams are now your wildcard teams? You really didn't do anything different.
4: Yeah, you just.
0: Yeah, now you, you yeah, you. All you did was force three teams from each division get in, and then you have like two wild cards. It's like, okay, well, what if this, what if the four, what if the five team in the metro is better than the, you know, one of the other wild card teams, but they still didn't get in. It, it's just the, the way they do it. It makes no sense. Like, if if you're bad, you're bad. And if you, if you want to get in the playoffs, just play be better. better. Just play better. <laughs> I mean, better, yeah. I mean, so Kat, what do you think? Do you think, do you like the current format, or do you think they kind of went back to the one through eight for the playoffs?
1: I don't know. There's so many other issues they need to fix first. Yeah, (laughs) I I can't, like you said, like,
2: like I
1: mean, goaltender interference, referees. uh,
0: Offside calls, actually you know, blowing
1: whistles when it matters. <laughs> There's Colorado. so many things. There's so many yeah. things like that. I mean, I think that would be nice to address, but I just think they're gonna. They have other things that are more important for that player safety. Um. Oh yeah. Actual consequences. Well, um, it, well, because it was, it was for I think, bat, for player safety. Um. Yeah, I mean, so I think there was, are actual things like that that need to be fixed first. Um. I think. <laughs> I think Batman will add another team before he does any of that. Um, and it's not no. going to it's
0: not going to be Quebec. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
3: bring back uh,
2: Atlanta
0: <laughs> for the third time. Yo, oh my God!
2: God can
4: for, you the, imagine? for the
0: for the fact that the Atlanta Thrashers Twitter account says like we're coming back, and I'm like, hold up, <laughs> pump the brakes. I mean, I would love to see the Southeast Division come back, because at least we actually would have a competitive division because the last time we had it, not everyone was good. And now we do. Jared, and
1: has, like, Jared has something to say about the Thrashers. It looks like <laughs>
3: Bring back the Thrashers. I still haven't forgotten them. For taking them away from us.
4: Oh,
0: I, I miss. I miss because I've always remember the um, the mechanical like pig. That, I figured what, they I forget what the figure what they had it, but it was like the old video back in the early 2000s where he would just go and just absolutely decimate all the teams in that, that intro video.
4: Robo Pig!
0: Yes. Yeah. it's yes. Or it was a, oh, it was, oh, it was a Storminator. I think it was called the Storminator. But yeah, bring that back and just do the old school, like, the logos and just...
2: As somebody who didn't grow up with that video...
3: I also love that as soon as I unmuted, Kat just knew all right, he's saying something about the thrashers. Because I
1: can see <laughs> so because you're muting to avoid the you know, airport sealing your thunder as lightning is behind you. Um, it's just like I can tell when you unmute that you're like, I have something and we didn't like we didn't ask you about it yet, but I was like, He's ready. He's ready to
3: comment <laughs> on this. <laughs> Revive the thrashers. I bring
0: Bring back the Southeast Division, please. I would love, I would love to see what a like a, a stacked Southeast would look like.
4: Oh but, yeah.
0: But thank you to everyone who sending your questions. Uh, Jared Ellis, thank you so much for coming on. I know we had you in the last off season because we had because we were talking about these amazing 25th anniversary jerseys. Awesome to have you back on. Sorry that you're stuck in Detroit after
2: oh, the well,
4: game.
1: I don't city. know. I mean, the ESPN announcers are saying it was such a place of hospitality. Maybe they'll someone will buy you a beer. Like <laughs> we about no, that with game.
3: That, with that, I did actually get some free beer. Uh, my first uh, day here, uh, we went to uh, Buddy's um, downtown near Tiger Stadium, and or Comerica Park, excuse me. Uh, and it's it's I the t- Tigers, it's okay. <laughs> I kicked the keg. Uh, so that beer was free. And then uh, he gave me a half pour of another one. And then, yeah, I, then after you know, I had finished both of those, and I say half pour, it was like three quarters. For <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you know, I finished those. He's like, hey, do you want like another? And I said, yeah. And the thing is, he didn't charge. I only got charged for one beer, but I got Three beers because he brought me that other half pour as he was bringing the check and it was not on there.
2: Nice. Hey, hey, you. Welcome to Detroit. (laughs) Stick stick
4: taps
0: to that guy. What a beauty.
3: Yes. And oh, we could go on and on. Like, we were sitting at the Hockey Town uh, restaurant, like the Red Wings uh, restaurant yeah. near uh, Little Caesars. Like, we saw Rod and some staff walk by, knocked on the window at them, uh, almost died walking downtown. It was like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, we looked at like this Nike store that had some construction going on above it. are like, oh, you yeah. know, thought about going in, kept walking. Not even 30 seconds later, one of the guys on the scaffolding drops a bunch of glass. And then scatters all over the sidewalk. Oh Oh my goodness. Oh no. Wow.
2: That is something straight out of a freaking cartoon. I feel Jeez. like
1: Detroit is out to get you. Like, it's kind of <laughs> wanting, it's kinda wanting you to want stay. It didn't want you here in the first place, but it but wants it's like, you to stay. Yeah, like, it, it's out to get you. Like, oh, we're going to get it. Like, we're going to drop glass on We're going to go after him. But then when that didn't kill you, it's like, no, you're going to stay
4: like here. It's like them
2: forever. saying,
1: I'm sorry. Please stay longer so you know we're not all bad.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. We also got our own uh, WrestleMania pre show. We uh, saw some guys fighting in a
2: okay of course how fun (laughs) yeah you
3: know it was fun but detroit uh, special (laughs) beautiful yeah oh yeah yeah. like the big tiger statues all over the place yeah Little little again, extremely nice and all the red wings fans that i interacted with like they were all extremely friendly that's surprising
0: because the last time i was in detroit i saw the canes play the the wings at Joe Lewis, the last year were, the the barn was open, I got yelled at the entire time, and I'm like,
3: "That's because they're mad because their arena was closing."
0: <laughs> you know, that that could be true. I'm like, I like, I didn't even say anything. I'm just sitting there, and I'm just getting the heckle, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm just here to watch hockey, man." I'm like, like I, mean, I heard the the, I... the Hurricanes won, so I wasn't upset. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like I heard uh, one guy you know, talk a little bit of smack like when we were leaving, but that was it. Like everyone was super friendly. No one you know had huh. anything ugly to say. I mean,
1: can it, you really talk smack when you're not really like the team you beat is gonna for sure be in playoffs and you're not? Well, <laughs> all all,
0: all, all exactly. they're all they're doing all they're doing is messing up our seedings and mm-hmm. pro- prolonging us winning the division. So yep. they're here to ruin our parade. <laughs> but so Jared, before we let you go, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. Despite your adventures in De- in Detroit's finest airport, uh, so I I mean obviously people know where to find you, but for those who don't know where to find you They can main-
1: find him in the airport. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well well, yes.
4: Yeah!
0: <laughs> I mean oof.
4: Right. I mean, I wasn't gonna
0: say clip it or it. anything but
4: flip it. Flip
3: <laughs> that and post it. That was good. All
0: right, Bailey, you know what to do. I'll send it I'll send it
4: to you that before you post it. <laughs> yeah,
0: pl- yeah, please send it to me and, and Jerry because we're 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 gonna have to put this on socials just for oh gosh. Oh <laughs> my word, good. okay. Great um thoughts. I'll get you back. <laughs> wow, you you did that to an OG Damn. too, i Wow, I'm sorry,
3: you loved it up perfectly. No, yeah,
1: it was, no, couldn't no. resist you
0: it. Looked, <laughs> oh my gosh, to no. to an O to an OG podcast legend in Kane's podcast, and Kane's podcasting, you oh, did exactly it to one like Mister Locked On
2: right Legend here. just got
1: burned.
0: Oh, Literally. that was that was brutal. Okay, so. You-
1: you bring in a TikTok girl, and I'm obviously, that's what I'm going to bring to the Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right.
0: Fantastic. All right, so Mr. Anyway. Alice, where can people find you in your amazing <laughs> podcast? <laughs> not so, if, <laughs>
3: if this was your first impression of me, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kat did not <laughs> on, Yeah, Twitter at LO underscore hurricanes. Uh, I have an it's, instagram account for the show as well same thing at la underscore hurricanes but i never post there Uh, so follow that if you want uh also subscribe on youtube at locked on hurricanes and then you can find myself on twitter with all of my uh nonsense uh at jared ellis underscore 96
0: yeah definitely great followers for both it's just absolutely amazing like i said one of the pioneers of hurricanes, Twitter, sp- or well, hurricanes podcasts and Twitter Spaces, but yeah. So I mean, you're
3: giving me too much credit. <laughs> you're I'm also like out. the youngest one here too, which is funny. How old are you, Jared? Twenty six. I got you beat. Okay, how old are you?
2: I just turned twenty two. Okay. So
3: uh, not yeah,
2: too
0: I just, far. I but... I, ju- I just turned thirty two. Like. I thought
1: you were going to say, I also just turned 22.
0: <laughs> I wish, but no. No, no.
4: Right.
1: I'm, again, I'm again in the middle.
0: All right. Zach <laughs> doesn't right. want to turn it
4: over to Email
0: me. Like Cat, uh, where do people find you on the socials?
4: <laughs> you can... You
1: can... <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Kaniac Chick. Um, I love to post videos, talk hockey. Um, and again, we hopefully will be hosting some more spaces for the upcoming playoffs. Uh, we just like to talk about, you know, again, talk about things like we talked about here, like the upcoming season or off season, and then looking into, you know, things in the future with fetch and patches, um, try to give um, our realistic takes, um, but also, you know, stay as optimistic as we can about this season because we know it's a big uphill push for the boys. Um, but yeah, you can find me there and then you can find me on TikTok at KVT Hunter 74. You can also find me uh, at Instagram at the same name. Also haven't posted there just like Jarrett. <laughs> so you can follow and eventually I'll get around to posting some stuff there. Um, <laughs> um, but you can also find another place where I am slacking is at the uh, Five in a Game Sports Network TikTok, uh, which is Five Game S N all <laughs> spelled out. Uh, five, <laughs> the, the, the word five. Oh I keep God. saying the letter five. The word five game S N. And then you can also find us on Twitter at Five in a Game S N again all spelled out. And then of course on YouTube at Five G S N. It is the number five G S N. How about you, Bailey? We're unhinged tonight. Oh my
2: God. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter, at Bailey Curtis. And that is Bailey with two wise. Post a lot more there than I do on my Instagram, which if you're interested in following me over there, that is Bailey Lynn Curtis. I help out with the YouTube side of things. So if you're watching on here, hello. Hi. Um, Hopefully we will see you soon. I am in the process of getting things uploaded over on that end, but definitely go subscribe over at the search cast over on YouTube. Um, Again, yeah, hit that big red subscribe button. Go watch some of the videos. Uh, be sure to like, uh, comment down below. Uh, let us know what you like from the episodes. Leave us some questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. And be sure to hit that bell icon so you never miss an upload.
0: Yeah, let Kat know she's just, she's just up getting out of pocket <laughs> with our jokes. And- <laughs> All that nonsense. Uh, yes. Yeah, hey, so like- all
1: the guests like us okay, or like me. Uh, you have guests that don't like you. They all like me.
0: <laughs> no, actually, no. Apparently- I thought my Uh-oh.
2: language was unhinged.
0: <laughs> no, apparently, according to Moose, he loves all three of our all three of the hosts. So we're gonna. I go wasn't now.
2: talking about Moose.
0: Oh uh, well, all those other people can just.
2: i'm in colin's good graces and that's all that matters
3: (laughs) i'm in colin's good graces (laughs) okay my my
0: feelings aren't hurt uh like so like bailey said you can go go check out the youtube uh is the search cast and the same thing with our instagram and our twitter it's all the search cast um i know with our youtube all right youtube our instagram and our twitter we do have link trees on there so if you want to click on those they'll take you to where to list of the podcast go check our amazing sponsors also check out our amazing network as well so make sure to go check that out in those bios for those link tree links uh if you want to find me i'm at one true zach on twitter that's only true zach is actually spelled out like the number one is not the number itself instagram zach r martin 22 i post hockey i post dnd and a whole plethora of other things on there just more hobby stuff more than anything else. Um, I am also with Field Pass Hockey, and I write about the Charlotte Checkers. So check me out on Twitter at FPH Checkers. On my personal bio, I do have the uh, link to where you go to my author's page where you can find all those articles there. But uh, if you want to just go check out just hockey in general uh, over there for Meyer League stuff, uh, it's fieldpasshockey.com. And uh, I think Miss Bailey Curtis forgot to add something
2: yeah. to her little channel. Sh- <laughs> I am also part of uh, the Field Pass family with the Colorado Eagles. Uh, They've officially clinched their playoff spot, which I'm very excited about. Uh, So definitely keep an eye out on the uh, Twitter, uh, FPH uh, Colorado Eagles Twitter. That is at FPH Eagles. um,
0: Where they may or may not have have Ben Hunt if he clears waivers. Brad Hunt. Brad Hunt. Whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Brad Brad Hunt Hunt was just placed on waivers, and I'm – a little scared, but anyway, um, if you're interested in some Colorado uh, AHL hockey content, uh, keep an eye out on the FPH uh, Eagles Twitter. Um, some cool content coming up here soon.
0: All right. Well, that'll wrap up for this episode. Like I said, Jared, thank you so much for coming on again.
3: For Okay. Okay. Really, I'll leave you with a good, well, not obscure YouTube joke. Uh, but if you, know, you if you get it, leave a comment. Um, but what do you call a magic owl? What? deni Aha! Aha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> On that note,
2: I'm we cringing.
0: Will... <laughs> On that note, we will wrap-up season two episode 40 of the series cast but make sure he's been in the
2: airport for too long (laughs) (laughs) somebody come save this man please
3: (laughs) if you can tell uh if you can tell us who uh said that joke uh back in the day leave a comment (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, now, now everyone knows what to do. You might, might have to might have to leave the comment on Twitter because the YouTube version might be take a little while. So when this episode <laughs> drops, we're getting there. When this episode <laughs> drops on Twitter, um make sure to leave it in those comments. And if you get it correct, we'll I'll give you a shout out on next week's show, which is will be season two, episode forty-one of the search cast. But it's a next- ghost
1: episode.
0: Yes, hey, it's the ghost, ghost episode. Until next week, I'm Zach.
2: I'm Bailey. I'm Kat.
0: (laughs) With her amazing bobblehead of Jacob Slavin and our amazing guest, Jared Ellis. We'll see you here next time at the (laughs) Cast.
4: See you later.